This is the 50 Mile Ultramarathon Race Recap. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast slash Dockless Fitness YouTube channel. So today's video and or episode will be all about my 50 Mile Ultramarathon that I finished a week ago today and recapping the day, the events, all of that stuff before it totally leaves my memory. So to give you guys some context, if you haven't been following along, I have a bunch of stuff documented on my YouTube, and then there's a few other podcast episodes related to training and tapering and you know things like that and there will be a race uh, video coming soon as well but I like to do a formal podcast recap on these things because I think it's fun to hear the story of the day um, but also you know allows those of you who are curious of like my mindset during this that maybe weren't captured on video throughout the day or on social media clips to kind of get an idea of how it went for me so I ran the pilot mountain to hanging rock 50 mile ultra marathon in northern North Carolina and yeah, a lot of people want to know, like, why did I pick this race? What was so special about this race? How do you pick your ultra marathon and all that stuff? So I will say I have an older podcast episode from 2020, the year I ran my 100K. This is like, so you want to run an ultra and like what to think about and what I think about when picking races. But the thought process that went into this for me was one, I'd been training all year and I needed to sign up for something. I'm traveling next weekend for a conference. Um, Regis, my husband is running a or attempting to do another hundred miler the first week of November, and I have to pace and crew him on that. And then I'm traveling pretty much the 10th of November through the holidays. So it was kind of like, oh, I have to do an end of September, early October race. Like that's that's what I need to do. So I was on ultra sign up, looking through the internet, trying to just find races that fit in with that time frame. And there was actually a few in Arizona and I was gonna fly to Arizona, kind of maybe beg somebody to crew me, come out there or solo support it. But then I saw this race in North Carolina and at first there was only openings for the 50K. And there was nothing for the 50 miler. So I was like, shoot, what am I going to do? And then nothing else that was kind of on the East Coast during this time really excited me. I'm not going to run a race if it doesn't excite me. I'll do something self-supported or I'll push back the goal or I would just do something else instead. Um, but then I checked back just by chance. Like I when I was deciding what race to do, when I should do it, I knew that before our elopement and honeymoon, I was like, OK, I want to see how I feel that week when we're out in the mountains, ton of mileage on feet and then commit to this and the last big push of training that was needed for it. And I checked back and it there was openings for the 50 miler. And I just was like, well, it's fate. I have to do it. So I just signed up right then and there. And I said, I am, I'm doing, I'm doing the thing. So that's kind of how I landed on this race. It wasn't like a dream race or an eagle race, but it was a good fit for the training that I had been doing this past year. A lot of my training since moving from Colorado um, has been relatively flatter runnable trail rather than a ton of steep climbing and vert, which is a lot of what I did do um, for a good bit of my training on um, this spring when I was in Colorado or when I was living in Georgia more specifically. But um, also I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get a ton of climbing in with being back on the East coast and just not having like good, big verti climbs super close to me and the time frame of what I was looking at with my training, it just seemed like a good fit. I had honestly ran a lot more miles this year than I've ever ran before versus tons of like hiking and power hiking. And so it was more of a quote unquote runnable course, um, with two big climbs, um, on booking ending kind of the each end of the course with a lot of runnability in between. And, you know, looking back in the course, it was very runnable. I really, I, I'll have to like really dissect the Strava data, but I ran a lot of that day. I really ran most of the day. Um, if I'm 
being honest. There was definitely moments where I was power hiking during the Pilot Mountain and Hanging Rock sections and where I was feeling a little bit rough um, in the Hanging Rock section where I could have been running a little bit more. And so I was like kind of power hiking, shuffling, going in between. But it was a very runnable course. Even the climbs were very gradual until they were steep. So they, they it was realistic for a race. Um so anyway, I was very happy with the course, happy with the day um, and how it went. And I think I I ended up taking a risk on the pick, not really knowing if I was going to enjoy the course. But I actually ended up really enjoying my day out there and actually found the the, the state park sections of that because I've never been to that part of North Carolina. Really beautiful even compared to that of like the tried and true Asheville, Smoky Mountain National Park, Western um, North Carolina sections that I I love so, so dearly. So, um, the, you know, the way the whole weekend went is I was staying with my friend Tatum for a few days the week before. Um, and then I headed up to, uh, the, the, I don't remember what city was like right outside pilot mountain state park, uh, Thursday. And I was there Thursday and Friday to prep and prepare. And I do have a prep preparation video of my YouTube of all my nutrition and all of my gear. And I was definitely a nervous Nancy. Um, Friday, I was just like, Oh, my stomach is nervous. That's normal for me. I just my appetite was all over the place. I wasn't force feeding myself, but I was definitely like kind of a little bit nervous. And then I get heightened, like heightened stress from just prepping and preparing and trying to make sure I have everything ready for my crew and for the day and I didn't sleep super great the night before that Thursday which two nights out from a race is like when you want to sleep very well because you're like okay this is like the last good night's sleep I'm gonna get and poor sleep really impacts me I just sleeping in a new place I, I don't know the science behind this how valid it is but apparently like it affects like your brain's ability to get into deep sleep because it's like unfamiliar and I guess parts of your brain turn on and off. I don't know if that's actually true, but I do know for a fact for me, if I sleep somewhere new for the first time, I don't sleep super great. Um, especially when I'm alone and in a new place and a new area, like very unfamiliar. So I just had like weird stress dreams and I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, cause I didn't want my stomach to be an issue during race day. And it always is. So I, I really did really well with like my carb loading Wednesday and ate pretty good Thursday. But then Friday it was just like whatever I was eating, I was eating. There was no, it was just whatever I could get in calories wise. I got in lots of fluid, all that stuff. So I prepped and prepared Friday and then I kind of just got ready and went to bed and I actually had an okay time sleeping. I definitely had a hard time falling asleep, but it was one of those things where it wasn't like I was nervous. It was like first day of school excitement that you get as a kid. Like I was excited and eager and I just kind of wanted to wake up. I wanted the day to start. I wanted, I wanted to just do the thing and be there. So it wasn't necessarily nerves. I was excited. I actually woke up and was hungry in the middle of the night and I ate a little bit of a snack. I didn't have that much food. But I ate Wendy's for my pre-night dinner because that was like the only thing in the town that I knew that I could eat safe and would be good digesting on me because you can get a baked potato at a fast food restaurant. Are you kidding me? And so I woke up that morning. I actually had slept a decent bit once I did fall asleep throughout the night there and I, I, I felt rested enough for what I was about to do. And I felt good. I was excited. I definitely had some nervous stomach because I do. But I think for this race, what was really nice for me was it wasn't nervous stomach like I normally get in the sense where I'm like, actually, like, don't talk to me. I'm so nervous. I can't think about anything else. Like, I, I'm so focused because I'm so scared of what I'm about to do. And it wasn't that. It was more so like at this point for me, it was like, I'm just excited. And my body doesn't know the difference between that excitement and nervousness. Um, 
or that being like worked up, so to speak, because you're excited for what you're about to do versus like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm going to, a lion's about to eat me type response that I used to have with races just because I care about these things and they're big and they're unknown and they're scary. And um, I never had that my first few races. That was like a new thing. But for me now, I just can't eat a ton in the morning. And I know that I try to drink liquids. Um, I know I have a nervous stomach and we just roll with it. And knowing that like, I just need to start eating early and often during the race. Is it ideal? Not necessarily, but I know what I have to do to get me out there without causing more GI distress than necessary. So I just kind of, that's the morning. And so we got up around uh, 4 a.m. and then we headed to the race start around 5. It was about 15 minutes away and I got to the race start probably an hour before I needed to get there, maybe four to five minutes, but it was perfect. It gave me time to use the restroom, get some more liquids in me. I was drinking some Gatorade before the race, talk with my crew, like check in, hear all the pre-race stuff, and like have time to feel like I could breathe and not rush to the start line and then the race started at 6 a.m it was dark it was actually a lot more humid than I thought it was going to be I was hoping it was going to be a little bit cooler for race day and that heat did catch up to me later in the day and so it was very 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 humid when I started I for the first six miles I was totally alone before the first aid section um aid station running in the dark for the first few miles of that was just like a mob of people like the 50 mile mob that came through I think there was maybe like 60 people running that race but you were like really stuck with all of the people in that first section there and just trying to find your way in the pack and wiggle through it and then it opened up and started to spread out in space as all races do you kind of find your stride and you end up ironically being alone for most of the rest of the day um even though you were so bottlenecked there in the first few miles so I just kind of paced myself and I didn't take that super hard I was doing a lot of walking up hills and you know just kind of taking my time and stepping behind people so I wasn't like kind of zigzagging with them just kind of figure out okay like am I gonna be ahead of this person are they gonna be ahead of me like pacing myself below them and so a big thing that I do in a lot of races like this in ultra marathons is I tend to like power hike almost anything right away that I might power hike later in the day I would say this race was a slight exception because there's more gradual running inclines so I did run a bit more than I normally do but that first little bit especially being stuck in the crowd of people like I was just power hiking or walking up every little hill and section because there's no reason to rush running and when it's bottleneck like that and so I do remember like the first few songs that came on my playlist were like yes this is perfect but then once I got is probably once I got through the first like two miles or so of weaving through all of the people and it started to space out it started to hit me how tired I was I didn't drink any caffeine in the morning of I wanted to wait one until later in the day and two I mean that's just going to aggravate your stomach even more if you're nervous to begin with like I just don't drink caffeine before races now and I wait until I'm in them or I do like at the very last minute and so I could feel that I was tired as I'm yawning and podcasting now man I should have had the second cup of coffee I'm sorry everyone it's a very rainy gloomy day here um so I knew I was like okay I'm sweating a ton I'm sweating through my shirt it's so humid it's so sticky and it's dark out until like right before I get to the first aid station at mile six so that first like hour was still pretty dark. I mean, remember around 730, it finally getting light as I rolled into that first aid station. So that was super nice. And I I think the first aid station ended up being about seven miles in, I think a little bit further than they reported. And so I, I do remember feeling instantly so much better once I got through that first aid station. I didn't really stop for anything. There wasn't much there. I got a new bottle of water and then I kept going. But the, the sun was out and I just remember instantly feeling like I had so much more energy. But I knew that I needed salt or electrolytes. And I need a caffeine. So I texted Regis. I was like, through first aid, I need salt. I need caffeine. See you at the top. And they were at the top of the pilot um, pinnacle. It's not pilot. It's pinnacle. No, it is pilot. 
I think I've been saying these interchangeably. There is a Pinnacle Mountain, um, I think, in North Carolina as well that I've done before. But anyway, they were meeting me at the very top of Pilot Mountain State Park. I didn't have them come to the first aid station. There was an aid station like every, like, I want to say like almost two per 10 miles throughout this entire course. It was insane. So I only had them come to a handful of my aid stations for me strategically based off when I would want fuel or whatever. So they were meeting me at the top and it was like salt, caffeine. And so I headed into that uh, Pilot Mountain State Park section and I really thought that I was going to have to like start power hiking right away. Got my poles out, but it was actually pretty runnable and enjoyable and I, I let myself push. I really let myself push right off throughout the day. You know, I hit a low early on in that first few miles when it, when it was dark and I could tell that I was tired and I was like, sweating a lot I feel like I couldn't get the music to click but you know once I got the sun was rising I got to that first aid station I, I felt tremendously better I was like oh my god if I'm having a low this early in the day like what kind of day am I about to have but it was just it's dark you're sleepy that's normal um so I was just cruising and rolling until you know you get to the like bigger climbing part of this but I was actually kind of shocked how gradual it was so I was able to actually kind of run and roll um through this and make better time getting up to the top of pinnacle pilot pilot mountain than I thought I was going to and I had a lot of fun once the climb started to build and then it got rocky we went up like this back section of the trail and it was really rocky and beautiful and there was a low fog settling like down in the valley a little bit and the sun was rising up there and I feel like I was moving so fast and rushing that I didn't get to like pause and really enjoy that it was beautiful but like I recognized it in the moment and I I have fun of course too because I'm going up the rock climbing part so it's a lot of steps almost and I was just flying past people and like passing past them because that's one of my strengths is definitely like that that power uphill hiking and climbing um so I was just push push pushing um having a really fun time on that more technical section more my more my speed but I knew I really needed salt I was like worried I was going to get a headache if I didn't get some electrolytes in me right off the bat I did have tailwind in my bottles to start but I just was gushing sweat because it was so humid and it was definitely a little bit more warm than I thought it was going to be so I sweat a lot more in that first section and so I rolled up to that eight station at like mile 12 to 13 and my crew was there and Regis was so cute running along with me get me to the aid station he was such a great little crew master I'm so used to us like racing together or having like his mom crew us or him not like being there to be that person point of contact for me so it's actually really very cute it was very sweet he it was great I'm so glad he ended up being able to come because I think he really made the day what it was and so I had my friend Sarah and Tatum with me Sarah was recording clips for the YouTube video that will come out and there was no water at that aid station and I remember being like what there's no water and then worrying that like that was gonna happen the rest of the day luckily it did not but it was annoying because I was kind of wasting time hanging around that aid station at that point in time I'm feeling good I know the heat's going to pick up it's a big downhill section to the next aid station so I'm like I want to I want to roll rock and roll so we just sprint back up to the car and got me I had a couple Gatorades in the car because I knew that sometimes it breaks up the tailwind or the liquid IV or the aid station fueling just some some palate monotony so we ended up doing is I had two I already had my two flasks. I had like an element in one, like a liquid IV in the other. And I ended up having to pour Gatorade on top of those. So the one with the element in it, oh my goodness gracious. It was like the sweetest, saltiest thing I've ever consumed in my entire life. But I didn't care. I chugged that whole bottle like instantly as I was making my way downhill. And I knew that I was just, I was eating a little bit between the first aid station and the first and the second. 
but it wasn't a lot. I was a little bit under calories. I was probably a little under where I would have liked to have been at that point in time. And there was a bunch of Ritz crackers and pretzels at that aid station. So I've got my Gatorade, salt, concoction, madness in my water bottles. But I'm like, okay, like the heat's going to pick up. If I'm not eating a ton right now of whole foods, I was doing liquids and gels and goos and gummies. I was like, I, I need to get something in me before the heat just starts to make that even worse so I had my uh, running waist belt on so I could carry my GoPro to take clips for um, YouTube as well and so in that though which is kind of nice it was like a little kangaroo pouch I just stuffed that with pretzels and Ritz crackers and on the whole run down I was just chugging my bottles of Gatorade in that next five mile section until I saw them again at station like 17 18 miles in and just shoving Ritz crackers and pretzels into my mouth just like it's, I think I ate 400 calories um, in that next, it was probably like an hour until I saw them again. So I was just shoving calories in my face, dr- chugging the Gatorades. Um, it might have even been more. I just was hoofing down calories because I knew that it was going to start to get hot. And so um, I actually made pretty good time running downhill, a little bit of road section, a little bit of a hill climb up, saw them at mile 18. I was still, still feeling pretty good, um, rolled in and out there pretty fast, pretty swift. And then I went, you know, I had it back out onto the trail. And so I want to say I was feeling really good still after leaving that aid station. I, I felt good after how much I was eating. The uh, salt and the sugar from all the liquid in my bottles made me feel great. I added more salt in the day. And Regis was really good about, like, being on me about taking in my salt intake the rest of the day. He's like, it's going to get hot. You're going to get hot. You're already hot. You're already sweating. Like, you need to be chugging these constantly. So making sure that I always had a liquid IV or, you know, my tailwind, my Gatorade, all that stuff, all throughout the day because he's like you're you need salt get salt and so then I headed out into the next section of trail to next few aid stations and I didn't see them again until mile I want to say like 27 so it was probably about 10 miles till I saw them and there was like a lot of aid stations there was one at like mile 22 and then 25 there's two between them but there was from after I saw them coming out of that aid station at mile 17, 18, through about the mile 35 aid station, I basically would leave the aid stations and I would feel really shitty for a few miles and get really in my head and feel like, oh my God, my legs are like, you know, my legs can't do this. I can't do this. Well, blah, 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 negative headspace, pain, KV. And then I would just basically tell myself, you're, li- you're, you're lying. Your legs are moving. Your brain is lying to you. Like, you just ignore yourself. Like, you just ignore yourself while you're out there. But then I would kind of come to. So I think a lot of that was just me constantly lagging a little bit on calories and trying to keep up as much as I can. And so when that was happening, I was definitely trying to eat consistently across the day. But it started to get hot after about that section. So I was just trying to eat as many things as I could get in me. Um, I had chugged most of a Celsius energy drink at mile 12, which helped a ton going into that next aid station. But I wanted to save the little bit more of caffeine for later in the day as well. And so, you know, at that point, I was going through these other little tiny, tiny aid stations that weren't huge, huge crew aid stations um, in between before I saw them again. And they had like salt and boiled potatoes and then pretzels like well. And I was like, dipping my fingers in the salt and just like licking the salt off my fingers and then the boiled potatoes at the little aid stations in between were incredible and made such a big difference but I do remember rolling up to the one small aid station I want to say at like mile 22 or 23 and it was just like after this open road section um coming off when I just saw my crew I'm not seeing them for a few more miles and it is just hot like I just all of a sudden I felt overheated and I'm not someone who responds super negatively to heat I usually do a lot better than the average person but 
it was really unfortunate that it was so cool during my taper. It was actually like pleasant and enjoyable and very cool during my taper. But I definitely think that because of that, I lost some of that heat adaption that I worked so hard at having and building all summer long training in the heat and humidity. And it was really unfortunate because I could I could feel that. And it just I remember feeling like so hot. And I think that was part of my issue as well. So I'm not wanting to eat a ton of food because I'm hot. Is already fl- blood flow like restricted to your GI when you're doing these things to begin with because it's like trying to bring blood flow to your extremities. But when you're hot like that, it's even more so because it's trying to dissipate heat and then you're just hot. Nobody really wants to eat a ton of food when they're like overheated, right? You're just not it's not appetizing right and so I'm rolling through the aid stations I do remember that aid station specifically they had a cup of salt tabs and I took a couple of them and man I asked this girl I was like hey how much sodium is in these and you would think that I they I asked them to say the alphabet backwards like I was just you know what never mind I just took a bunch of salt tabs and like kept on rolling um but I remember it being really hot getting to this road section and just trying to stay in the shade as much as I could and it was like weaving in and out of trail in there which um honest honestly at that point I was like I almost rather just stay on the on the road and run and just turn my brain off than be on trail but I also wanted to be on trail because that's it's what you're trying to do out there and so I just kept shoving calories in my face and no matter what way I could do as I as I roll through these sections they really blur together from like 17 to 35 intermittently between um, all of these things because a lot of the trails start to look the same but during that sections of the day when I got hot I would just as soon as I crossed a creek at any point in time during this I was just dunking myself like I would set down I would take water I'd pour it all over my arms and then I would take my hat off and pour water over my head and dip my hat and pour that back over that seems dramatic you know Regis is like it was not that hot out but it felt so hot to me I felt so 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 hot and the water helps you cool because the biggest thing when it comes to dissipating heat and these types of things, it's not just like the sweating um, or the heat coming to your skin that helps. It's the actual like evaporation of the sweat coming off you that is what's cooling you. And that's why humidity makes it hard to stay cool because the humidity is stopping that evaporation process. But when you're putting water on yourself and like having yourself having to like dry that off, it helps kind of dissipate some of that heat. And I knew it. So I would just like dunk myself like eat something dunk myself eat something keep pushing and it and even when I was feeling low like I still again was saying to myself I'm like your legs are still moving your brain's a liar just keep going so I just kept pushing and moving even when it didn't feel great but it was nice because then it would just like all of a sudden it would like switch like I would just hit like the last couple miles like it was like the first few miles after an aid station I'd feel really crummy and then all of a sudden I would feel really good and I'd be pushing and rolling and flow and focus and I kind of just ebb and flowed throughout that through that middle section of the race which makes sense miles 20 through 40 of an ultra of a 50 miler are rough that's the middle section that's where it's like who you actually are and what you're actually made of it's not the beginning when it's exciting and easy and you're fresh and it's not the end you know when you're eager and excited to finish now that's not to say the finishes can't be just as miserable depending on how you're racing and the day that you're having but I just kind of knew that I was like I didn't come here just to come here I came here to push I came here to try my best to try to give it my all and I'm gonna see what I'm made of and what I can do and I wanted to ha- I, I I committed early on in the day to saying like I'm going to push for what I can push for myself right now. Obviously, I don't have a ton of speed on my legs coming off my injury. I haven't been able to really train that at all this year. But you know, you can be slow and consistent and have a good day out there. And I knew that I wanted to push for 12 hours. That's what I wanted. I wanted that or as close as possible to that. And so in that middle section, I just knew that I was like, I just need to keep pushing. Like it doesn't matter how I feel right now. I just need to keep pushing it. The Messy Middle Podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Legion Athletics. 
Legion is a supplement company that I align with myself with, and for good reason. They're third-party tested, which means that every single thing that they are giving you in their ingredients list is all they're giving you and nothing else when contamination is really high across the industry. Not only that, but their ingredients are dosed and based off what the current scientific literature suggests for the most optimal dosing for whatever the supplement may be. Beyond that, they keep their supplement line simple and it allows me to have both performance and health supporting supplements that allow me to support both of my goals. Things like protein and creatine, pre-workout or fish oil, magnesium, vitamin D, all things that I take every single day to help support myself both in and out of the gym. If you want to shop Legion, you can use my code DOCLIS and save 20% off your first order or double points for reoccurring customers. For all current sales, check out my Instagram where I share those every single week or my email list linked in the show notes below. Are you struggling with your hybrid training? You don't know quite how to pair cardio with your lifting or lifting with your running and it feels really frustrating to figure this out on your own. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by me and my programs, The List Method. If you haven't checked it out yet, The List Method is my signature training system that allows you to have hybrid style training on your terms, which means it isn't one size fits all. We help you find the lifting program that fits your life and your goals and pair with the running or cardio options that make the most sense for the goals that you have. You don't have to be a runner, but you can do both in the gym and we will get you there. To learn more, head to the link in the show notes or the bio below or head to www.doclistfitness.com slash the list method to learn more. So I really, really, really utilize music. So I'm for, when I was coming out of that one eight station after mile like 23-ish when I felt really hot all of a sudden, the playlist I put on like didn't really click and I was trying to like listen to it. And I remember trying to get to like mile 30 before I let myself switch to playlists that I knew would feel really good to me. And I think I made it to about mile 28 or 29. And I was like, no, I have to switch this right now. This sucks. This is not the move. And I remember switching to that playlist and I feel like it, it saved my life. So I this was shortly after I had rolled into like about the halfway aid station, which is where Tatum rebraided my hair, re just like had me drink Sprite. He poured some water on me. I changed my shirt. I changed my bandana and I came in and I was like, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. And we just like take a breath calm down like you're doing great you just need some food it's you're you're fine you're not that hot you just need salt like let's keep going so he like Regis is really good at calming me and I was excited like I wasn't feeling bad but I was just like oh my god I'm so hot like that's all I could think about is like I was so worked up over how hot I was and so I rolled into that aid station and got a ton of salty snacks and just candy because I was like I don't I'm, I'm just I'm done eating food food I ate chips and Cheez-Its and pretzels and candy like the whole rest of the day and then drink a ton of liquid um so rolling out of that aid station, it was still pretty hot and it was rolling through a different like through sections of road and trail, linking us up to the hanging rock portion of the course. And so again, a lot of this blurs together to me because it starts to look the same. But I do think I rolled into that aid station and that's when I was like, okay, I need a change of pace. I need a change of what I'm feeling. I need a change of like tune, whatever it is. So then that's when I changed to my Manic Pixie Trail Runner playlist. And I knew this was gonna be the thing that would change and turn my day around. And I knew there was a lot of hot a lot of like fire roads and gravel roads and regular roads and unprotected tra trails just in the mid heat of the day rolling in between uh that midpoint about mile 26 27 aid station um and then when I see my crew again at like mile 35 and I like had it in my head that mile 35 was when my race would begin and I knew going into it like when I envisioned the race and what I was thinking about I was like if I can get to mile 35 I'm gonna finish the day there's just something about that even though there's 15 miles left I just think that because it's been so long since I've done anything this 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 long 
getting to mile 35 was what mentally was the biggest thing to me. I was like, if you can get to mile 35, that's all you need to do. And it was weird because it was like mile 35 on was the unfamiliar and the unknown. But for some reason I had in my head, I'm like, you just need to get to mile 35 and you're going to be good. And so that playlist really carried me through the woods. And that's the section where there was tons of creek crossings and I'm just dunking myself and then I'm running and I'm dunking myself and I'm running and I'm just trying to just keep moving as much as I can and just putting calories in my face and whatever way that looks like through me and going through these other little aid stations in between and just trying to rock and roll as best as I can and I know I'm a little bit dehydrated at this point so I'm just trying to chug as much water as I can fill up a bottle at every aid station tailwind everywhere I get should have shoving a liquid IV in it you know licking salt handful of potatoes it's just like all kind of a blur because I'm just going and I'm just brain off like let's execute let's roll let's like just push and so we come around this road section that was this big open road section again linking into Hanging Rock State Park because we had to link the trail um over to that and there was this massive hot section of trail like I was running the shade for as long as I can and I'm coming down and it's like this downhill into this uphill up to like the aid station and the song um woman by Kesha comes on my manic pixie trail run playlist and I will tell you one some of the songs in the playlist really pushed me going their roads like that that saved my life but the fact that this song came on and this song also came on in my first 50 miler and I'm out in the raw sun and it's the sun and I'm running and I just am like laughing and how like it's like that awesome a moment when you realize like how dumb these hobbies are how ridiculous all of this is that you're doing and it's just like I'm a mother woman um and I just start singing the lyrics out loud just I don't even care there's some runners around me I'm like I do not care I'm having a good time I'm having fun I'm running I'm about to hit mile 35 I'm about to see aid I'm about to go into the hardest part of the race and I'm just ready for it I don't know I'm feeling good I'm hot but I like am in am in good spirits at this point in time like I kind of really dug myself out of that pain cave type thing of just like oh like this sucks and then all oh, this is good and all oh, this sucks and all oh, this is good and so I'm running uphill up to get to my cruise station and of course this is so gross a truck filled with cow manure because I was like there was farms and it's a rural area drives by us as we're running in the road in this middle of the day full sun super hot and it smelled like a truck filled with hot manure what would smell like and I just stopped I lean over on my trucking poles I just throw up on the side of the road and I keep going I'm like well that happened all right I feel fine now and we just keep going. And so right up and around the road over that um, was Regis and Tatum and Sarah. They had parked a little bit further off from the aid station because there wasn't enough parking at the aid station. So I stopped there. I refilled my stuff, got ready for the hanging rock section because I'm not seeing them then again until like mile 45-ish. Um, there will be about six miles left at the end when I see them again. And so this is like the, the really big climb of the day, a lot more steep, a lot more technical, very hard section. And so I refilled my stuff with them. I'm adjusting my pack, um, kind of my last big kind of crew that I'm going to need them touching base. I'm just shoving candy in my pack. Regis is giving me more food than I'm wanting to take. He's like, no, take this. Take this whole bag of liquid IVs. Take this whole bag of candy. He's like, Ann, you need to eat this. You need to be drinking this. This is what you need to be doing. He's like, this is like, he's like bossing me around. Um, but being very, very helpful. He's like, we'll see you at this aid station. Like I'm in good spirits though at this point. Like the low was definitely, um, you know, miles 20 through probably when I saw my crew at 28 and then a little bit past that. But once I got to about mile 
I want to say the 50K mark, uh, like 31, 32, things really started to turn around for me mentally. And I don't know what that was, but you know, I'd rather have those lows earlier on. And the nice thing about ultras is that, you know, that you really only have to keep moving forward. You just have to keep moving, moving forward. You just have to keep going. You don't have to listen to your brain. You're just kind of ignoring your intuition the entire time. You're just like, nope, I don't want to eat. Shh, you have to eat. You, I want to stop. No, you don't. My legs are tired. No, they aren't. They're still moving. It's like everything opposite of what like society is like all about nowadays, like intuitive eating and listen to your body. Like, all this intuition-based stuff, which isn't necessarily bad, but then you go and you're in the middle of an ultra marathon and it's like, screw your intuition. You are going to keep moving. You're going to keep eating. You're going to keep drinking and you are going to deal with it. And you literally just, just keep moving. That's, that's the goal. And so I'm still pushing really hard or as hard as I can at this point. I know that I lost some time um, in some of that section there just because it was it was hot and there was some power hiking um, or I slowed down with like the aid stations versus like the goal like my my big goal but when I rolled into that aid station I was still doing pretty good and I knew that if I could just like push up to this last big climb then like then I could just finish the race strong and I knew that those last few miles would feel really good like I I kind of relied on the fact knowing that I would just run on a runner's high at the end there so I just need to get through this next section and so I, I left this and headed into the aid station um, up ahead since they weren't able to park there and as soon as I get to that aid station my headphones die and I text Regis I was like is there any way that you're passing the aid station my headphones just die and he's like no he's like see you at the next one and I was like Frickin' frick frack. Because if anyone knows me, it's not even that I'm like too weak to run without music. It's that like music is just like something synonymous with running and being outdoors for me that just makes it magical and enhances the experience and it's just really important and special to me. And so luckily I had my shocks, phones, and don't get me wrong, this is nothing against the headphone company. <clears throat> I was running for like eight or nine hours at this point. So they were they did what they I needed them to do, but it was on me because I totally forgot to switch out for my on my Jaybirds at that point in time to finish the rest of the day. So they did last a little bit longer, um, just telling me like, please charge us please charge us and I'm like shit 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 um but what I ended up doing so I'm in this trail section in the Hanging Rock State Park it's kind of gradual uphill rolling um and at this point my GI just hates me it's like my lower GI is just like cramping on me I'm not sure what's going on it's just like it's like not quite my upper GI not quite my lower GI it's just like the in-between and I think it's just probably water and drinking nothing but sugar all day and pushing that I'm like, what is happening? This just doesn't feel good. Why are you cramping? Please stop doing this. And so I'm kind of running and pushing and rolling. And I ended up playing my my phone in my pocket, my water bottle pocket out loud to myself and then just turning the volume up and down um, during the section. And I put on like my vibes in VO2 Max, which is all like electronic techno stuff. But I ended up having a pretty good section here. I just I talked to a couple runners during this time, which I love. I felt like I didn't talk to that many runners during this race, which I, I really love. That's like my favorite part, like connecting with the random strangers. Um, There's two women I talked to for a little bit and then these two gentlemen at this point in the race, but really not a whole lot of people the rest of the day. Granted, I was alone a lot, um, but I ended up having some lovely chats, running with a few people, which really helped me going in this part of the day. But then once my stomach started cramping, I was like, listen, you you, you keep going. I need to just like sit in a squat here for a second. Um, so I did that every few often. I would just like sit in a deep squat for a second, take a few deep breaths, and then keep going, trying not to stop for a long period of time, but just like letting myself relax for a second. And then I'd keep pushing. And then eventually it really just, it just stopped. Um, but it was kind of running, rolling, and then it started the big steep climb. And this section of trail was actually very technical. There was 
was a ton of big rocks and boulders and roots climbing up to this hanging rock peak part of it. So there's this big peak and then there's another little one before we kind of went all downhill for the rest of the way. And I know that there's an aid station on the top of this and I'm like running out of water. I'm so thirsty. I'm trying to chug water and all the aid stations were off the whole day. They like the race ended up being like a mile and a half longer than it was supposed to be. And my GPS is pretty good because even, you know, say everything you want about Suntos. Um, and so, there's a lot of ongoing jokes in the running community with Suntos. But they have really good GPS. So my mileage is almost always accurate or more accurate than like maps or other watches of those around me. Whatever. I'm just defending my watch for no reason. But I'm like, where the hell is this A station? And I'm climbing and I'm climbing and I'm climbing. And, the, you know, I am once again beating people crushing up the climb because I'm just good at that. And at this point in the race, I'm not slowing down if I'm slowing down because of like I'm feeling bad or anything like that like I'm just slowing down because I'm so thirsty or I you know my stomach was kind of holding me back there but that really started to dissipate and I'm just like pushing up this climb which tremendously sucked it was terrible it was really steep really rocky you were just wanting to a station you're so freaking thirsty it's you know the heat's finally starting to dissipate but it's still pretty hot it's like early early after early evening late afternoon at this point in time right where it's still kind of really crispy and toasty and you're just pushing and pushing and pushing and I did get to catch up with a, quite a bit of few people here so I got to like kind of cross paths and make some jokes with some of these people as I'm making my way up but there wasn't like a view at the top you're just like going up all of these rocks to get up there just to get up there but the highlight of all this was that in this section of the park, I think I saw like three corgis and then I saw a Westie. And if you guys don't know, my childhood family's dog of choice has been a Westie and we have a Westie at home named Oliver who's like the love of my life. And this guy comes walking down this this the rocks with his Westie and I was like, this just made my entire day. Like just gave me the boost that I needed. And I, I, and I just kept pushing and pushing thinking that the aid station was at the freaking top of these rocks. It was like two miles past where I thought it was going to be. I'm pushing so hard at hopes of the aid station. Honestly, I think that's like where I push so hard most of the day. I was like, I'm also at an aid station. I need water. And then it wouldn't be. But then I'm like pushing even harder because I'm like, if I don't get water soon, I'm going to freaking shrivel up and die. So I'm pushing, 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 pushing. And then there's a downhill section. And a lot of the downhill in this later part of the race were like steps. So you couldn't really run downhill. You were like having to step hard. And so eventually we did wind down to this aid station and I look at the lady and I'm like, okay, how long to the next aid station? She's like three miles. And I'm like, well, how long to the end? She's like nine miles. And I was like, that's not right. Cause I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I should have like seven miles left or eight. And it's no, cause it was longer. It was a mile and a half longer. So I'm like, there's no way like if thinking I have seven and a half miles left instead of nine, which feels like a big deal, a big difference when you are 40 something miles into a race right and so I'm chugging coke though at this aid station like absolutely chugging coke I had been running with this guy mid-pack dad squad on this dad who's like running it on his own he did filter water for me at one point in a creek that we like dunked ourselves into like right before the aid station because I didn't know where the freaking heck it was and so I chugged a bottle of water from that with him so when I got into this aid station they had coke and if you've ever done an ultra marathon you know that that coke that full sugar coke in the middle of the race is like the nectar of the gods and so I'm just chugging this whole can of coke right then and there chatting like salt and potatoes coke and i'm like all right i'm gonna push and i text regis and i was like just left the a station she said three miles that can't be right and he said that's right and i was like no i'm like i just like i'm at the point where i'm i'm feeling good but i also would like to be done like i'm excited to be done um 
And so there was one little last climb that like was an extra lollipop that they had added to it. And I was still running with my my old my middle aged dad friend. And I was like, hey, man, I'm going to keep going. He's like, yeah, I don't get it. Why? He's like, you were crushing these climbs. And I was like, listen, man, I can't run flat and fast to save my life. But if there was a climb like I am just like I can just go. I can just just what I do and I was like I don't want to keep zigzagging with you but like I'm gonna go and so I'm just push 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 and pushing and then I finally get up to the last peak of that climb and then I'm just like bombing I'm just at this point my legs the gun has gone off I am just running which felt really fast which was really relatively not that fast because there was a ton of rocks and roots but honestly at that point in time for how rocky and rooted it was in this little ridge that you're going through and then the downhill there I was just pushing like going super fast as I can you know there's the big steps downhill that you're like jankily running down especially my legs are not that big I'm 5'1 and so I'm just pushing as hard as I can though like I am just like it just the fire's lit inside of me i have so much energy i feel good it's finally cool it's probably a mixture of it cooling down not being being done climbing and then just that can of coke just like lightning bolted through my soul and at that point i think i have my like missy elliott made me do it playlist going on i don't know if i actually had this on at this point it might have been something else i don't even remember what i'm listening to but i'm just pushing i'm just wanting to get to the save station i text regis because i'm running really hard and i'm just i love it because i i'm a i'm a strong i'm a strong finish when it comes to these races and i'm just like picking people off throughout the day that i hadn't seen for hours and that's how i know that i'm moving well and i'm feeling strong and like no offense to them like everyone had a strong finish it's a 50 mile race but i can tell like comparatively i'm like okay you're feeling good you're pushing hard like you can finish strong for yourself and i'm really close to reaching these goals that i'm setting for myself as my a goal of getting like really close to 12 hours because my first 50 was an 1157 and there it wasn't to be compared but it was just like me kind of a testament to being back for myself and so i text regis and i'm like coming in hot I want to drop my stuff. I just need water. I want to roll to the finish. And so I get into that aid station and I'm literally like there's a downhill section of trail coming into like the parking lot of the park. And then there was like a down and then an up of the paved and I'm running like I'm straight up running as hard as I can. I think all the day hikers thought I was crazy. Like I'm just belting it. I'm just like I'm ready to rock. So I roll into that aid station, chug more coke. You know, I think they were thinking that I was going to be hurting or not feeling great because when they saw me at mile 35, I was, you know, coming out of my funk. But I was definitely potentially like could have been a point where I had slowed down and lost steam and the day started to fall apart. But and it kind of did. But I really got it back together. Like I, I stayed really good at being consistent and pushing through and like re, re like retaliating back to the day that I knew that I wanted to have from that. And so they see me and Tatum's like, you're doing great. And I'm like, I'm freaking I'm on fire. I'm so ready. Let's let's send this. And so I get there and Regis is like, slow down, Tiger type energy. And he's like, okay, like, let's get your stuff. What do you need? Making me take candy and water. He's like, you still have like an hour left of running. You need to chill out. You still have like plenty to go. And he's like, you need to eat and drink still like totally like husbanding me daddy me I don't even know what you want to call it um bossing me around and I'm so out of it there is at one point where he goes turn turn backwards now turn forwards and he goes now hop two times like cha-cha slide and I didn't even pick it up I was like what what and I was like you're an idiot and so I just start dumping all of my stuff on the ground for them taking the candy he's making me take taking one water bottle I have my phone in my other pocket I drop my GoPro my belt I feel so much lighter oh my god I never want to race my GoPro over again that felt amazing to not be carrying that on my waist and I that's when I put my Missy Elliott made me do it playlist on because I was like I have six miles left and it's all downhill and I'm just like 
I'm ready to freaking send it. So I'm just sprinting and running and pushing as hard as I can. And it's rocky and it's rooty. And then it starts to go into this downhill section that was actually really beautiful. Lots of rocks and roots still and river crossings. Um, so it was still kind of technical. So like you're pushing hard, but you still had to like kind of be careful as you were doing it or crossing the rivers. And I'm like dunking myself a little bit as I go just to keep myself cool because it feels really good and pushing in between. But it's like this magical, whimsical fairy tale land. Beautiful. Like the most beautiful part of the course. Uh, pilot uh, mountain section was actually very beautiful as well but this was like tons of waterfalls tons of rocks very north carolina like it very felt very Asheville area in in black mountain area and how it was like just so beautiful and so i am just pushing 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 and then it just is like trail it's just flat runnable trail and at this point though I am annoying because I'm like this should be done this should be done this should be done but I'm knowing it's going to be longer like I have a GPS map downloaded to my watch and I know I can tells me how many miles are left and it's like there's more miles left in this race than there is 50 miles and I just like had to accept it and be okay with it and I just kept pushing as hard as I could but you know I kind of got to my mile 49 and I did my classic like mile freaking 49 just super excited knowing that, that was like you know that last mile that isn't the final mile there's something special about that in the sense that it's like it's just for you like you got to the final mile and that's really powerful and so I got to that and I knew that the race is going to be longer but I still really celebrated right then and there and I got to mile 50 and I hit it at 12.05 or 12.06 and that was about eight to nine minutes behind my 50 from um, 2019 and I definitely was in better shape and a faster runner in 2019 but for me that felt so special so special so special because it, you know I'm not as fast as a runner and I lost so much fitness with my injury and coming back I was still limited on what I was doing training wise but I'm a smarter better more experienced more prepared trail and ultra runner now and that showed up in that day I had a good day out there I pushed hard the entire day I trusted myself I didn't let my like negativity or mind funks get to me I knew they were coming I just kind of shut my brain off and ignored them and I just kept pushing as hard as I could you know I had to slow down at some point in times when it did mess with me and there was a lot of aid stations and I tried to roll through that but hitting that within 10 minutes of that same finish time from 2019 in a similar vertical gain and loss in kind of terrain race just felt really good good for me from like a coming back standpoint not to beat that person or be that person again but just a symbol of how hard I've worked this entire year to get back to that point it felt really special and it kind of even though the race was longer it was kind of nice because I got to have that last mile with myself to just celebrate that like me being back the work that I did being proud of myself you know a lot of people ask me like how do you you know pause to reflect or be proud or like take your time for the things that you do when you do so much or you accomplish so many things and like I'm so proud of myself all of the time and I take those moments for myself and I let myself feel them you know I don't shy away from them or feel silly like I let myself really embody that and so that last mile and a half I was blasting music and running hard and just ready to get to the finish and be done with but I was so so proud of myself and I was just kind of stoked that I felt that good still at that point in the race and you know was finishing so strong and it just showed me that there's there's more in the tank there's more left to give there's more out there for me um and so you know I round the corner of that and I laughed because there was at one point in the race in the middle where I was like why the hell am I doing this I need a year off from this again this is insane like this is the dumbest thing ever what is this sport what is this hobby this is so freaking stupid why do we do this um 
kind of going in between third mile 35 and 40. And then at this end, I was like, this is why we do this. This is what it is all about. Like I joked um, coming into the final aid station, I told Tatum, I was like, I want to be the person I am in the last 10 miles of an ultra marathon every day for the rest of my life. Like there is just magic in who you are when you see yourself push through something so hard and come out of the low parts and come out of the parts where you're like, you would rather be at home sitting on your couch, like enjoying yourself or sleeping or taking a shower or drinking an ice cold beverage and not being physically active or whatever it is you know but when you see yourself come through this and do something that's an intentionally uncomfortable and intentionally out of your comfort zone and intentionally pushes you to your limits and then come through that or ignore that and see yourself do the thing that you said you were going to do there's just there's just such it's so powerful and to feel good by the end of that and just let that fuel you with some coca-cola fueling you as well it just it feels so powerful like i wish i could bottle that up and sell it it's just like exercise and endorphins like you know on fire and it's like the feeling that made me fall in love with fitness and exercise to begin with all those years ago that like made me set my career path for it like found in that and I hate they kind of have to run 40 miles to get to that but you know that's a conversation for another day but it feels so good and I rounded that bend to that finish and I was just like so 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 stoked because it's not like I'm the fastest runner out there or I'm the best runner in the world or like my performance is anything more than just like average and normal or slightly above average however you want to call it I mean the fact that you're running 50 miles to begin with is above average for anyone um but I had a good day I came and I did exactly what I said I wanted to do and I did exactly what I said I was going to do and I executed and I didn't play safe and I let myself push and I you know it was fun to kind of show up to an ultra and be able to kind of take the calculated risk of pushing um a little bit more because of experience and knowing how you're going to handle things and how you're going to feel it gave you me a little bit more insight of what that might feel like or look like and i don't know it was funny cuz i remember the last 10 miles of my first 50 feeling like absolute shoot me out of a can 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 magic and I found that again here. Now, the last eight of my 100K didn't quite feel so magical because you were also moving for like 24 hours. But I remember us really running those last few miles and that felt really emotional more because we were pushing so hard. That last eight miles, we were pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. But this, you know, these are those rare moments in these races where you feel good as you're finishing and it just, it shows you who you are and what you do when you see these things through and like how hard things can make you just a better human and everything. I don't know. It's like life encapsulated into a few miles there at the end and just um you know I'm always so proud of myself and I have so much fun I think that's the most important part is like I have so much fun when I'm in those moments that like you're not just out there suffering or doing something hard for the sake of it it's like you're finding the edge of your humanness and it's 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 I don't know it's magical and only those who have experienced that and whatever way that looks like can fully understand it and so you know, I ran the corner to the finish and I'm pushing hard and I feel so good and I'm just so excited and I'm also just so happy to be finished. I was like, that finish line was never going to freaking show up and I was done. Um, and it was really, really, really exciting. I got, they told me, they gave me like a little plaque. I think I have it right here. Um, they said I got third or third in my age group, but I actually got a third female in the race. I looked it up in the race results later. Um, which was kind of cool. That was kind of fun. Um, I don't know if that really means much of anything in these races. I don't want to downplay myself. Um, I finished exactly 25 out of 50. 
mid-pack strong um there's 14 women and it said i finished third out of them but like the first and second woman finished like one and two hours ahead of me respectively so you take that information with what you will i technically got third place female in my 100k too but i also finished like five hours ahead of second place and there was like eight women in the race but i won't dismiss it i work hard and i push hard and i'm gritty and i show up and i'm well prepared and i can execute and i can maintain a similar effort all day long like those are the thing those are strengths that I have as a person and I've always had as an athlete that I think ultras get to test for you and show for you and it was really fun because I you know I'm glad Regis was there and he got to see it and he got to kind of crew me instead of racing with me and he was very proud at the end he he won't admit it um but he was beaming smiling at me looking at me and he just kind of gave me the nod and he's like it was a good day because he knows he gets it he's been out there and he's had those races that fall apart and he's had those races where everything clicks and I think I have more races that clicks he has more races that fall apart um but you know I just knew when I saw that look on his face there's the same look on his face that he gave me at my first 50k where he's like you you did like you you gave everything you got you did a good job like you executed it was a good day um and so I was really 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 stoked to finish got my free beer and then we went home and I was on high did not want to sleep um ate some pizza chatted with Tatum and Sarah till way too late did not sleep enough woke up the next day and drove home wanted to die it took forever to get home oh my god that was the worst the drive and the lack of sleep killed me more than the race and here we are a week later um my recovery has gone pretty well super easy actually I think that my recovery has gone better than almost any race recovery I've had at least that I can think of in a while I don't know I've recovered really quite I mean I feel like I always recover pretty well I'm pretty good about sleeping and eating and I feel like I almost could have gone back to the gym I went back yesterday on Friday for the first time um I feel like I could have moved a little bit more during this week. I got started to get a little antsy and stir crazy, but I just knew like that's a lot of stress on your body and really hard. But the taper gets me, man, because you're not doing like any exercise for weeks. It feels like because you're you're pulling back. It feels really good at first, and then the last week or so, you're like, oh my god, between the taper and your recovery, you're like, shoot me out of a cannon. And then the race was like, I needed that. I was like, yes, physical activity. Let's push it. Um, but this week I ate a ton of calories. I slept a ton. I hydrated a ton, and I gave myself. I made myself go one more day past what felt good um what days off I try to take like one day off for like every mile ran that's a loose rule of thumb so I took like five full days off six Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday yeah I took five full days off and then I did like a 12 minute Metcon like scaled for intensity and volume yesterday and I'm probably gonna do something light today I haven't figured out what that was what that is yet but I'm feeling super super good coming off the race I was sore from all the downhill and the big stepping and that eccentric breaking in my quads for the first few days but once that cleared up I did a ton of walking this week and ate and drank and slept and I I feel really good and honestly I feel very well recovered from that which is a good testament to like one eating during the event I think I actually ate really well because I finished the race like like I didn't feel bonky and depleted or like nauseous or hangry so that means I ate and drank well during during the event um kept up with my sugar water and electrolyte intakes and two you know I think I was more trained than I than I maybe was a little bit hesitant about um I think I would have preferred two or three more weeks of peaking with an extra deload in there um but I actually think that for the time that I had and the limit that I had when I considered like my move across the country and all the conferences I had this spring and summer but the extended duration of training that I had this whole year, I was very well prepared and I felt very good going into the day. I held a very strong effort for my current fitness level and where I'm at coming back to these things, especially not knowing how 
these things feel. I haven't done anything this long in a while. So you, there's also that component of like not really knowing how you're going to feel and perform out there at certain distances in time. And overall, I don't know. I feel ready to take some time off. Um, I'm still uncertain about next year's goals. I do want to race again. I don't know quite what or quite how far, what that looks like or when I'm trying to figure that out. Um, but for now, I'm excited to just pull back uh, a little bit. Um, I'm pacing Regis at his 100 miler in a month, so I do have to run to kind of maintain some fitness for that because I'll probably end up pacing him about 50k during that so I can't just totally give up running and I don't want to I want to get back to some speed work and some running um, but I'm excited to add back in some metcons and aerobic capacity workouts that we have in the list method as well um, and build back up my strength a little bit and then figure out this spring once I'm done with some of this winter travel and holidays giving myself some grace and time with all that which you all should do as well with yourself don't give it all up but you know I like the flexibility of knowing that I can run or do aerobic capacity workout or I can do a metcon while I'm traveling type things I like that 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 loose structure and flexibility around holidays especially because I'm traveling for almost all of November so you know I'm not going to have pressure about what that looks like and that's going to impact my strength more which I don't really like I actually don't like missing lifting workouts um, I feel like I can always get in a run or cardio no matter where I go I feel like lifting's harder to maintain with those types of things um, but I don't know. I'm excited. Um, I need to let myself wrap my head around an idea of another ultra and when that would look like. But I do want to keep maintaining and rolling on this fitness. I don't want to just let it up. I want to keep building on it and however that looks like. Um, and really, you know, work on potentially, hopefully my hip it definitely is a little bit more rehab still. It's just always going to give me issues because it's stability, but trying to get a little bit of speed back in a way that doesn't cause me pain. That was a big restriction for me this year and seeing where all of that takes me. But for now I'm celebrating. I'm enjoying the finish. I got my, my metal, my metal here and my bib, which I just need to put away in my, in my run bin. Um, but yeah, so that is that is that is the story. It doesn't seem super exciting when I sit down here and say it, but it was just a day. I pushed really hard from start to finish and that I feel like I was just so focused the whole time and just zoned in and it was just push, 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 push for the whole day. And it was really magical to see. So I hope you guys enjoyed my little trail time. Uh, be sure to head to my YouTube channel if you're not on there right now and check out all my race training, peaking, all my fueling preparation stuff. I think that's the more interesting and exciting stuff for you guys uh, just to like learn a little bit more about how I'm doing these things and executing them the race recap video will be out soon otherwise hit subscribe like comment rate review wherever you're from and otherwise I will catch you on the next one thanks y'all